What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 149, and this week we welcome Kari, a.k.a. Sneaker Fetish, to the podcast. Now, if you're looking for a specific episode where you think I'm going to come at him, this is not it. Just giving a full disclaimer, we the premise behind this podcast is to learn why people love and admire sneakers. And we, if you look at Kari's Twitter you know he loves sneakers. He loves sneakers with a passion. So we talk about the origin of that and just his life. And, you know, we touch into some stuff that I don't think he's ever said ever in a public forum such as this podcast. So I'm very excited to jump into the episode and for you to get to know Kari on a different level. But let's jump into my crazy complex con weekend it was wild i got to interview tons of people i never thought i was going to be able to interview but you know that media pass got me in places and in conversations that uh i did not was i was not able to last year so i'm very grateful for complex for hooking your boy up and i hope to be there next year as well you will see clips of all these conversations i got to interview i'm not gonna i, I mean I do want to tease it, but I'm not going to tease it until we get closer to maybe when I start posting them. But there's definitely a big name that I got, and it's a hilarious conversation. And I hope everybody gets to check it out. And in order to do that, you know, you have to follow me on my socials. But I'll plug that after I plug Kari. But wanted to say thank you to everyone because without y'all, I wouldn't have been able to be in the room or have the opportunity to talk to these people and to be able to get a media pass to to peruse the floor and interview people on camera so shout out to y'all because without y'all there is none of this and it was just a surreal moment i am debating on whether to do kind of an episode, just like a bonus episode and drop that with all the interviews that me and Foggy were able to record or um, just do kind of like a vlog type drop on the YouTube. I'm debating between the two, but I know I will be posting each interview probably separately because, you know, if you've been on, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I ask inspiration. introspective type questions so it's not about oh what's the worst sneaker of the year or what is the sneaker of the year uh it's a lot i interview people that i have specific interest in so it makes it easier for me to hit them with a question that a lot of interviewers are not just gonna ask them so i'm hoping that it piques your attention or grabs your attention and i'm very grateful again for the opportunity so Onto where you can find Kari. You can find him on everything as Sneaker Fetish. That's P-H-E-T-I-S-H. And you know how to spell sneaker. And also, I do, at the end of the podcast, (laughs) there is a plea to subscribe to his old hip-hop YouTube page. So please make sure you make it all the way to the end of the podcast. I'm not plugging it here. I want you to listen to the end. And hopefully, no matter in any time frame, when you're listening to this now, when you're listening to this in 2056, please, that YouTube page will be up. So make sure you make it to the end of the podcast. Shout out to Kari for giving me his time. Shout out to everybody who gives me their time, whether it be 
in interview form or just listening. Shout out to all y'all. Just want to make sure, you know, I am very appreciative, especially because this is coming out the day after Thanksgiving. I mean, Black Friday. It's I don't know why. I mean, hopefully you're listening to this while you're waiting for a TV or some sneakers or something. Shout out to y'all. Anyway. On to where you can find me. I am who is Haas on all social media. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod. Follow the podcast and subscribe and like on YouTube at My First Kicks. That's youtube.com slash My First Kicks. We're only at 151 subscribers at the moment. Trying to get that up to 1,000. Trying to get more views. It's it's a big, 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 big thing on my goal board. As I talked about with Josh Pease, I'm going to get a goal board. I'm going to put you know, my goals for the year, especially for 2024. And one of them is going to be thousand subscribers uh, consistently posting. And also TikTok, my first kicks on TikTok. I'm putting up, I'm going to clip up the live show and put that on there. You're going to get every single, every single clip that I get made is going to get put up on there for the live show because I want more people to see that. Got to see like that opportunity was absolutely nuts and shout out to chris cheney for that but i really want more people to watch the live show and see what it's like because it's a taste of what complex con will be like and once those clips are edited complex con clips will be go- be dumping i'll be dumping them on every single social as much as possible so my first kicks pod everywhere you can get your podcast on socials and also my first kicks just look it up and if you have a My First Kick story, I know I haven't been plugging this a lot on here because I haven't been getting any, but if you have a My First Kick story, hit me up, myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. Would love to hear your stories. Just just, just answer the question. I'll read it to the guest and we can talk about it. Would love to add that tidbit on each episode, at least one episode. So please write in. Anyway, on to this, this, on to this week's guest. Sneaker fetish. Hey, Kari, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I appreciate you for having me. Finally, finally, man. This is this is a oh. long time coming. <laughs> I'm honored, man. I appreciate it for real. Nah, it, it, it's I, so like when I first started doing this podcast and stuff like that. I, I mean, you know, you know, as a content creator, the the struggles of uh, man of like you find that, and we talked about it on Twitter, like the finding when what does it mean to you, and why should you keep going? Right. Mm, it had yeah it, ha- it, ha- it happened to me real early on i was having a trouble i was having so much hard time just like trying to book guests and and when you realize yeah. that i took that step back of like oh i i think my biggest thing was like i just was i'm looking for the right cosign once i get the cosign it's gonna be easy right and, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so i realized over some time that i was just like i don't need i should just do i should do this for me and as i said that it was like it was like Everybody wanted to jump on immediately Amen. after that. Yeah, so. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> so it goes. You can't wait for nobody out here. I learned the same thing in my world. You can't wait, man. You just got to go. And then people will see your dope, right? And then they just naturally want to be a part of your dope. So mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. That's why I'm here because <laughs> you're you killing it, my brother. Yo, can I get in, please? Like, so. <laughs> nah, man. Now, sure. now, you, now, now, you, now you dragging it. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yo, you got time for me? Look, yo, because you said, yo, October's booked, my brother. I can't do it. What, y'all? Hey, I'm on your time. Look, so. Yo, I mean, look, it was, it, it's wild. It's been wild now. I mean, you know, had a live show and. The, yeah. I mean, I, tr- I tried, I try to, I try to 
to promote that that was a whole other beast i uh, and you've done yeah. you did you did black you did a black footwear forum right no i didn't do the forum this year because i was uh, getting ready for culture by design in milwaukee that that yeah. that but you were on stage for that so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That I mean, hopefully, I'm trying to get there. That sounds crazy you, intimidating, but I'm trying to get there. That's that's light. We got you. Come through. Look, Yo. You should be there. All right. Yes. Yeah, uh, count me in for next year. But <laughs> <laughs> but for people who are familiar with you, how about you introduce yourself? Yes, sir. So uh, so my name actually will clear a couple things up starting off the bat. So my actual name is David Daniels. My middle name is Bakari. And so that's why I go by Kari. It's a shortened version of my of my middle name. Um, but yeah, man. So people call me Kari. Um, I am originally 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 from New Jersey, um, originally from Livingston, actually, is where I was born, lived in Newark. Um, until I was about four or five. Mm -hmm. And then I went to St. Louis uh, until I was in my teens in high school. And then I came down to Alabama, man, where I've pretty much been ever since, give or take a couple of years that I left for work, man. So been in Alabama now uh, about 20 years, coming up on 20 years. So that's where I currently am. I'm in Huntsville, Space and Rocket Center home. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, I'm just, you know, I'm a sneakerhead. I'm a father. Um, I have a son. He's 16 right now. Wow. So uh, getting big on me, junior in high school. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, I drink my water, so I don't really look like I got a 16-year-old, but <laughs> yeah, yeah for so real. you go. You, you know you, what I'm saying? This might be the most, uh, this the, might be the most, uh, what, a, what is the word I'm looking for? The most, because uh, we're both old is what I'm trying to say. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we look like we're like 20 each. Like, <laughs> right. we do. Yeah, for real. So, you know, we just, we, we don't look like what we've been through. But yeah, man, no, I, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, man. Mm -hmm. Spring 07, graduated college in 2011, man. Went to UAH. And just, yeah, man, you know, when I'm not talking kicks, I'm talking 90s nostalgia, man, or, mm -hmm. or, or, or video games. That's my thing, man. So, but sneakers is, is the passion. So, I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple guy. <laughs> I mean, I get that. That's that. I, I, I hear you on all that stuff because that's me too, to the <laughs> core. So, I mean, growing yes, up, I, we were, just, I was at when I was, because uh, I was just at the Reddit offices for my job. Yeah. And so nice. I'm there. We're talking and uh, we were talking about like, 90s Knicks, 90s Nick, Nick like nah. Nickelodeon, and oh, yeah. yeah, and so we were talking about like, oh, are you afraid of the dark? And you know, yes, Legends sir. of the Hidden Temple, like that. That yes, was my sir. era, man. Like just let me tell you, I always <laughs> want to be an orange iguana, man. I always want to be, and I never got to be an orange iguana. I always wanted to go to Nick. Always want to go to the studios, mm -hmm. man. But you know, we we grew up poor, so you know that wasn't happening. But I, man, always wanted to go. Yeah, you look. We could. That's a whole other <laughs> that's podcast. The, that's the real podcast, could, right there. We could get on '90s Nickelodeon. That like for an hour. I ain't even going. I yeah. mean, it was wild when I worked there. So. I'm you a, worked there? Yeah, when I worked at Viacom, I worked a little bit with Nick, Nickelodeon, but like. I worked. What? I worked when I worked at Comedy Central. That's like my first job there in nice. uh, in Viacom. Uh, we could talk all about that, but the that's crazy. The I worked there, and then in that building, Nickelodeon was like half of the building. So you'd go in there, and I I was sitting on the floor where Nickelodeon was, and mm -hmm. you you'd go in. All the pipes were all orange, and they had like mad TMNT stuff. I was stealing yeah. oh maybe everything. There was this one. <laughs> There's one art director who had his own little siloed office inside yeah. the spot where it's like it's all cubicles, right? And then gotcha. one guy had his own thing because he had to he had to be able to draw 
out the like the cells for the oh. animation shows. And so okay. he he's in there and as he's in there, like you can see all the like cartoons that he's worked on and he has like the pops and stuff. It was like and because the Man. the office was just glass. It was just a square glass and oh wow and and you could like control the lights and stuff it was wild it was like working That's there was crazy. wild bro i mean i have That's stories wild. from in that building i was gonna say i'm looking in like that's crazy i want to know what that was like that's crazy uh wow. i mean one time i took the elevator with with pete davison when i was working there and uh what? <laughs> i have i have what? a bunch of stories but like i'll tell you this one and then we jump into your story but man so pete, I, I used to work for stand-up for comedy central pete davison dropped uh his stand-up special for Comedy Central at the time is hour, and so he's gotcha. coming and he came in and he was doing a, like fo- a photo shoot for his special. So he did his photo shoot and um, I just jump in the elevator because I'm like, man, I'm gonna go get some Starbucks. I jump in the elevator and he's he pulls up. He's like, yo, hold it, and it's like my the person I work with, like my basically my supervisor and the team pulls up yeah. with Pete Davidson and she's like, oh, this what? Pete, and I go, oh, what up? And I'm like, yo, man, what's good? And he's just like. I, I was just like, yo, I was like, what I say? I said, man, you're pretty funny. He goes, he goes, he turns around and he look at him and his eyes are just bloodshot red. And I was just like, what? He, and he's like, he's like, thanks, man. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> he was out of here. <laughs> he was gone. He was gone. Wearing, I will tell you this, wearing a full, like the old 90s, like not 90s, old 2000, like vape hoodie, like the old joint. He really that guy when it comes uh-huh. to like streetwear, sneakers. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, bro. I mean, oh my that's amazing. <laughs> it was wild. Davidson, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, wow. so, but you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week, and that question is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? My first pair that I absolutely had to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? This is gonna be kind of funny, man. All right, so. My first pair I actually had to have was a pair of Tommy Hilfiger sneakers. What? It wasn't a Nike. It wasn't an Adidas. It wasn't a Reebok. It was the Tommy Hilfiger Fly. And they retroed that shoe. Uh-huh. It was a fly. It was a fly sneaker. And I'm going to tell you what it looked like. So it was. It looked so crazy. I was like, I loved them. I loved the Jordans. I loved everything all the other kids was rocking. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was like this kid that just, I just loved loud colors and just crazy stuff man so i remember this dropped early 90s and the cool thing i loved about them was so the way they looked they had this thick white midsole Mm -hmm. the midsole said tommy hill figure it looked like a wave Mm -hmm. and then on the upper there were laces but there was like a shroud but the shroud was a big tommy hill figure flag Mm -hmm. and it zipped up the middle it was a it zipped up over the laces yeah i got them right here you don't know what I'm talking about? I got him so, right here. Known as the yep. icon. Uh, that's the one. I got you. Let me, I'll, I guess I'll read this whole little excerpt right here uh, by mm-hmm. Hypebeast. Uh, let's see. Uh, a couple months ago, this is during in 2018, uh, Tommy Hilfiger returned to the runway for a sporty spring 2018 presentation. Uh, originally introduced in 1997, the fly quickly attracted the feet of beloved celebrities and artists. Now rechristened the icon sneaker is back as part of the Tommy Hilfiger spring 2018 capsule collection. Uh, Here we go. The 2018 iteration boasts hidden lacing, a center zip, signature Tommy Hilfiger branding, and boldly branded midsole. 
along with this shoe, new denim offerings. And ah, oh, well, we don't care about that. But <laughs> I, I see that this that was the one. This shoe is wild. I would say that it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But I loved it because it combined a lot of things for me. Because like, so you know, back then, like, like I said, I love sneakers. I thought so many sneakers were cool. But there was that one because it zipped up. I thought that was cool, mm -hmm. and it mixed in the streetwear because Tommy obviously was super white hot mm -hmm. at that time. And so my stepdad, I never forget, man. My stepdad, he kept me, my brother, my sister. So I'm the youngest of three. Mm -hmm. And so he kept my brother, my sister, and me all in mad Tommy Hilfiger. Mm -hmm. So, like, I love Tommy as a brand anyway. Mm -hmm. And then it had the green pop. It had the green on the tongue and on the back. And it reminded me of Nickelodeon. We were just talking about the slime. So I was like, oh, they're green. They're Tommy. And there's some fly sneakers. I got to have them. I got to have them. I bugged them. I finally got a pair back in the day, man. And look, I almost pulled the trigger on the retro. I'm not going to hold you. But I didn't. I ended up not getting them. But that was the first one where I was like, no, nah, I got to have those. And then after that, it was like more J's, more Air Max, you know, stuff like that. Like around like 98, 99, mm -hmm. because that's around the time that Nike was killing like a lot of like Air Max models and stuff like that. 97, 98, 99. Um, that was when the Air Max Plus dropped the blue colorway that mm -hmm. everybody had. That was a couple years later. But them, them Tommies, those were the ones for me. Man, I, I have such a crazy history with Tommy Hilfiger. It, like growing up in in Queens, Corona Queens, with those. Oh. Like you'd have you. It was like Tommy Hilfiger and Nautica, and you had to have those Air Max Pluses. Like. There you go. Yeah. That's the trifecta right there. <laughs> yep. And the Nautica, don't get me started on the Nautica. My brother, my older brother, he's the oldest. Mm -hmm. He was 90s everything. So Nautica, Eastland, Polo, all of that. No Limit albums. That was my brother all day. So yeah, <laughs> I feel you. Were you, so like this, were, was the, you said you moved out of New Jersey since, at four. Yeah. So this was yeah. St. Louis? You were doing yeah, this was St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, this was St. Louis. Yeah, I was there during the whole era, the new, the No Limit era, mm -hmm. the Nelly era. I remember when all that first started. The Chingy audit. Yeah, like this was during that era. That's crazy. That's St. Cool. Louis. St. Louis was fun. It was a time. <laughs> what I mean that. So then you get. Did you get a taste? Did you? When when you got and when you got these Tommy Hilfiger's, was it a taste of hip hop that you were getting, or were you like entrenched in sneaker? Like people were talking to you about sneakers after that point. They were talking to me about sneakers after that point, honestly. Like because when I took when I wore those to school, it was crazy because the guys that were wearing the Jordans, they were looking at me like, "Hey, what's that?" Mm -hmm. Because it was like the equivalent back then of like wearing a Versace shoe or wearing like you didn't normally wear the designer shoe, mm -hmm. you know, like you wore the clothing and stuff, but you didn't really wear the shoe like that. So when I went to school, that was one thing I actually liked was the fact that I was wearing something nobody, nobody else, else had. had. Yeah. All the other kids, they had the 11s on, they had the whatever, all oh, this is 97. So it was like the 12s they maybe had on. They had it on, but nobody had the Tommies though. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, they looked at me like, David, what are those? I'm like, y'all ain't got these. Don't worry about that. Y'all keep them Jordans over there. You ain't got the Tommies, though. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but it kind of got me in the cool kids club, man, with the sneakers. So I mean, yeah. was that so was that middle school when you when you broke these out? This was yeah. This was like fifth, sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like fifth, yes. It was like middle school age when I broke them out. And it's like, yeah, they looked at me like, I because I was like Tommy. <laughs> Tommy head to toe at that point, like literally. So it was like, 
dang, that's how you feel. But you know, I did. I did come out fresh. I was a I was a Payless kid back in the day. Like right. honestly, like I love sneakers, mm-hmm. but like my stepdad and stuff, we were like that middle class suburban family. So like. They didn't really, they were like, I'm not paying $100 for those. We, you know, whatever. So, like, we dress well, but they just didn't see it for shoes. They were like, well, you're going to tear them up. We, why are we spending that much money? So, but when I wear them Tommies, and then I went back, and then, yeah, it was, it was on after that. Was, that. It was over so, after that. The It was on. <laughs> what, what, yep. what, when you transitioned into high school, right, I mean, you're because I'm thinking, I, I want to say we're about the same age. So, the... Yeah. The transition into high school, height Nelly, height of in St. Louis, Nelly, uh, St. Lunatics Bruh. going crazy. Like, Bruh. what what was that like? Man, freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. right? So freshman year of high school was 2000. So I graduated high school 2004. Mm-hmm. So freshman year, I'm still in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, we're at the height of everything. And so early 2000s is high fashion. It's, you know, streetwear, you know, hype. We were just talking about this on Twitter today. Denim suits, oversized everything, you know. So that's really what it was back then. And I was I was trying to be as, as in, a, in in it as much as I could be. But so the thing, the thing about it was, so at the turn of 2000, my mom and my stepdad actually got divorced. Mm. So when that happened, we immediately went like broke again, like mm. very broke. So I still had, you know, some of my fly stuff from when we was living in a house. But at that point, I was starting to kind of outgrow some of it. So my mom was trying to, like, keep me in some of the Nautica, some of the hot stuff. But I was, like, kind of sitting on the sidelines for the next few years, kind of watching everybody else get fresh. But, you know, that was back when, um, you know, again, you know, when Nelly popped off. You know, a lot of people don't even notice, but we weren't rocking Air Force Ones like that. Mm-hmm. Like the shoe in St. Louis was the Reeboks. We was wearing Reebok Classics oh, really? back in the day. Yep. Wow. So little known fact about me as well. So because you talked about living in New York. Mm-hmm. So I moved to New York for like two months. So it was crazy. So the, when my mother fastest, got divorced. That's the fastest New York experience. Super fast. So, <laughs> bro. So like all of my, <clears throat> all of my, um my family on my father's side all my family they are in new york from new york so there's i have heavy heavy new york influence Mm -hmm. so when my parents got divorced well my mom my stepdad when they got divorced basically my aunt on my father's side she reached out and was like hey you know come to new york you know we got you we'll take care of you there's a sneaker story actually in this story as well Mm -hmm. and i don't even tell it that much but we go to new york best time ever Bro, let me tell you. So this is 2000. So freshman year of high school, I start off in St. Louis. I go to New York. I really felt like I went like in Nelly's footsteps. It was crazy. <laughs> so like, because Nelly was in New York. So mm-hmm. like we, you know, we go out there, whatever, we do our thing. And I'll never forget, man, I had these busted Reebok classics on my feet. All white. But I mean, again, you know, by that point, they were they were literally like talking. Yeah. So um we get out there and I never forget, you know, my, my aunts and them, they have money in New York. They, we were in Long Island, just to give you some context. Excuse so, me. Baldwin. We was in Baldwin. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, we get out there and I never forget, man. My cousin, I had a big cousin out there, Mark, and my aunt comes in our room one day. We are living with them mm-hmm. at the time. So we moved to my aunt's house. So she's like, take David shopping. And uh, so she gave him some money or whatever to take me shopping. And I will never forget, man. I got the, uh, he took me shopping and it just happened to be on the day we went to Roosevelt Field mm-hmm. and um, Destiny's Child was there that day signing autographs. Wow. I'll never forget. 
So met Beyonce. This was Beyonce Kelly and and uh, who else was it? Michelle? Michelle. I think I think Michelle was with them at that point. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So met them, but we went to the mall. I got the Nike Zoom GP, the Gary Paytons. Okay. Uh, the white, the white with the little like 3M uh-huh. swirl with the orange swoosh. I got that pair. I thought I was the man. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. So yeah, I'm rocking those. But yeah, and then we uh we left New York, man. It didn't work out, man. They were bumping heads. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So we went back to St. Louis. And I remember by the time we got back to St. Louis, they saw me with the with the Gary Paytons on, and they was like, "What's those?" You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I was really I was that guy. But yeah, I got back and. Yeah, man. It was a time in St. Louis, man. We had a lot of fun, man. They put Nelly on. i never forget, man. They put Country Grammar mm-hmm. on the radio on a show called Pump It or Dump It. And we was going to make or break Nelly that night. And I remember they said, all right, y'all, we're going to play this new song by this local artist. It's called Country Grammar, y'all. Let me know. And, uh, man, we pumped it. We pumped it. <laughs> and the rest was history, you know? So now, St. Louis was a time, man. We had a lot of it was a lot of fun, man. St. Louis was that's wild. that's home. That's still home. Mm-hmm. That's home forever for me. So I, I love that. I mean, we I've only had one other guest uh, who is from St. Louis, and that was it was a while ago. So like, but he he opened a store out there, so we got the, we got a taste of like oh um like the sneaker culture. Him helping build sneaker culture out there so that was really dope yeah, uh tristan shout out to tristan but um shout out to tristan the the uh i mean it's it, you talk about you know bringing the gary paytons back and the height of nelly and mm-hmm. i mean this is probably before the air force one or definitely before yes. the, the barkley so yep yeah yep. this is before all that because the air force one was oh two so mm-hmm. yeah i mean nelly you know he popped off country grammar uh, in 2000, mm-hmm. you know, and that is crazy because the run he had, you know, like with country grammar alone was a two year long run. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, now, mind you, let me set the scene, right? Because in St. Louis at the time, Nelly is popping off. The Rams go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals are going to the World Series. Like, and we got the St. Louis Blues. So St. Louis is on fire. <laughs> like I told people, I don't care what you say about whatever city you're from. 2000 to like 2003, a little bit of four, uh-huh. St. Louis had that locked down. So yeah, man, it was, it was a fun time, man. It was a lot going on. That's a lot. Was what crazy. was your first job to like, I mean, well, actually before, let me backtrack. So you get the Gary Payton's right. And now you're the rule of the roost. And I don't know. That's such an old <laughs> person term. I just use, but whatever. Uh, so now you're the talk of the town. I'm even going older now. So uh, you're, you're, you're in, you're in high school. So like, does does the yeah. sneaker culture do you get a taste of sneaker culture doing being that or like did you help like see or were you part of this the 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 tidal wave that was like oh i gotta get those now and so everybody starts coming in like what what was it what were you part of it like what so i'll tell you so that. not so not in St. Louis, but yes, when I moved to Alabama, because that's really when the wave started, you know, for me. So, yeah, I mean, when did you move to Alabama? Like, um, 2002. OK, so 2002. Yeah. Yep. 2002. So this was like literally like when Nellyville dropped. I never forget. Mm-hmm. I was in St. Louis when the album dropped. But then it was like second half of the school year uh, 2002. I moved. So it was like the later part of 2002. So, um. Yeah, man. But when I came down here, yeah, I was definitely a part of that because like I was from St. Louis, man. I had braids. 
I was wearing Iceberg at that mm-hmm. time. Like I was wearing a lot of stuff people weren't even up on. Looney Tune Iceberg. That's Looney Tune Iceberg. Looney Tune Iceberg. <laughs> Looney Tune Iceberg, man. Yes. So you know, I was wearing this stuff, man. I was dressing crazy. I had on these. I had on Timberlands because I had you know constructs. I had everything. Mm-hmm. And so I moved down here. They were like, "What's that? What's that? What's that?" I was wearing. A, I remember I had this platinum Fubu denim suit, Fat Albert that I used to wear. Like there wasn't up on that. So when I moved down, man, that was when Air Force Ones popped. And when Air Force Ones popped, you know, O2 was an insane year for Air Force Ones, just period. This is yeah. the model. You had Concept Japan popping. You had so many things going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I got Air Force Ones and stuff. And they were like, oh, that's crazy. And I remember I was dating this girl at the time. And she was from Anguilla. And the that, the West Indies, mm-hmm. Air Force Ones. And she wasn't even into sneakers like that. She was like, well, he's always got on some shoes and da, da, da. But when the West Indies dropped, she was like, oh, my God, I got to have the West Indies Air Force Ones. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, like, yeah, people around school started, like, paying a little more because Nelly popped off with Air Force Ones. Mm-hmm. So, guess what? The new kid was from St. Louis, yeah. right? So, immediately when that popped off, they're looking at me like, okay, tell us everything about St. Louis. Like, what is happening in St. Louis? I'm like, oh, you know, y'all ain't from around there. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't from out there. You know, like, I don't know about that around there, you know, so. That's you start talking, in, talking. Yeah, I'm like, you know, right there, over there, you know, so I'm, I'm laying it on thick at that point because I'm the St. Louis guy. So, um, yeah, man, so I was like kind of a part of like kind of the beginning of, you know, them getting a feel for the culture, getting a feel for what we did. And when that shoot took over the world, you know, like, Everybody was rocking Air Force Ones. And so they was looking at me like, all right, man, like, what's the new forces? What what should we be looking for? Da, da, da. And for a minute, for a hot second, they was kind of off Jordans, you know, like, because. Oh, was that the shoe in Alabama? Food. That was kind of the shoe at that point, because people was like, yeah, you know, we want to wear like, you know, what these guys like really, they're, you know, down here, they're just following the trends. Mm-hmm. So like, they were like, Air Force Ones is the one. So yeah, they really started getting on getting on that train, you know, and, you know, we eventually made our way back around to the Jays and the, everything mm-hmm. else. But, yeah, that's really what it was, man. So it was fun. It was a good time, man. Sophomore year of high school. I'll never forget. The West Indies. Those were the ones. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know why they sat now, but it's, it's wild. Listen, <laughs> listen, I got my pair. That's all I care about. I got mine in the closet. So, hey, whatever. And I need them yellow ones, too. Them yellow ones are fire. I mean, I'm trying to get the, the cowboy version. I'm trying to get the cowboy boot version. My The homie, Ooh. the homie Andy, Andy, he does the, the cowboy boot Air Force ones. And he, he did one for the West Indies. And those look crazy. They look fire. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We, we need them. <laughs> the, uh, so then what was your first job? And what was like, what was that first pair that you were like, I, I'm after Ooh, the cop. I'm okay. After the cop. Okay. So my first job, never forget it. It was at a clothing store called Rugged Warehouse. And uh, it was like a low budget TJ Maxx, mm-hmm. basically. Um so it was retail. I went the retail route. I didn't go to food route. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a cashier. I was making six bucks an hour. I was 15. And, uh, you know, I was working that job. Hated the job. But, hey, you know, it was money. So it right. was what it was. Um, so I worked that, man, after school. And with that little money, I was piecing together. The first pair that I went out and I copped. Let me think. What was the first pair that I really was like? I gotta have those. Probably, hmm. 
probably geez let me think okay i'm thinking <laughs> hold on so because i was wearing a little bit of everything back yeah. then so let me think no i mean and i was wearing like like that was like steve madden weird shoe era with the square toe because that was like kind of like preppy era um that was over here it was diesel diesel shoes with the square toe the diesel mm-hmm. yep the diesels you know what I'm thinking now the first pairs that I got that I was like, man, I really got to have those was probably I'm not going to hold you. I think it was some Jordan flights. Okay. I think wow. it was some, I think it was some flights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a pair of, it was a pair of white and red flights. Those are the ones where I was like, I got to have them. I got to have them. Mm-hmm. And I knew people was like up on retros and stuff, but again, I was always a little different. Mm-hmm. So I was like, for a long time i was like i don't want to wear what everybody else got mm-hmm. so the flights there was like i was like oh those kind of cool those kind of cool and then like dog when i got them flights i got clown for them flights they were like what are those those look insane what are you why are you wearing those you look like an idiot why would you buy those and i was like what you mean what you mean what you mean and i was like nah 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 we're not doing that we're not doing that we're not doing that so dog um i'm gonna tell you one pair that really sticks out in my mind yeah um the uh i don't know what i don't know what year they dropped maybe you can help me out the s carters that was um, another one where S. i was carters like, were 2014 2014 something like that yeah when did they drop because i was like i know reebok had an era i was heavy on that right. era it was them, my flights it was them and the uh genius coming right like these came out first but yeah, these are like G units. Two thousand and yeah, 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 yeah. two thousand and three, the white pair. That like all white pair. Yep. Oh three. Yeah, yeah, it was like somewhere around there. And I know the they came back so out was... again when when G unit was going crazy. So they were like, Oh, well, let's run them back. Yep. Bad yep. decisions by Reebok. Yep. That's why they're owned by Shaq, Shaq and AI now. <laughs> That's a fact. Horrible decisions. Um, but yeah, it was those like I'm trying to think around that time. Like a little later, mm-hmm. um, the Aqua Eights. What pair was the Aqua Eights? Was that 07, 06, that, something? That retro? That yeah, it was a red, yeah, the retro. The retro for the Eights. Um, golly, what was that? 07, 08, 07. 07. Yeah. That was one where I was like, I got to have those. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, what was dropping around like 03, 04? What was dropping around then? I'm trying to think. I'm, I mean, like, what was hot? I'm really trying to think now, cause like I know I was copping in 04. We got we got um, Zoom generations. We got VC threes. Um, yeah. VC threes, yes. Two K threes, yes. The flight two K threes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twelves dropped that year, right? In 04. Um, what what 12s was it? I feel like some 12s dropped in 04. New Buck 12s? Yes. Though, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I know I had some 12s back then, too, like around graduation yeah. time from high school. So, yeah. Those are probably one of the ones where I was like, I really got to have them. Mm-hmm. Those Jordan 12s. Those were fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was yeah, broke man, during that Kali, year. It was a lot. Imagine, Listen, imagine I, being yo, able to buy... 
SBs back then, man. Like, <laughs> listen, like, yo, like, and I and I missed the train for a while on the SBs. Like, my homeboys was rocking SBs, but back then it was really for the guys that really skated for real. Yeah. So, like, you know, I wasn't skating like that. So, like, yeah, I was like, oh, I left them for that. I wanted to look cool, and then I, like I said, I like to wear kind of the the kind of obscure stuff, you know, that people liked mm-hmm. as well. Before I got more into retros and stuff. So, but them twelves, I do remember them twelves though. I had to have those. I remember that. But um. Yeah, man, it was a good year. It was some fire that came out around that time, 05, 06, 07. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just getting into it. I was a little brokey at that point, but I was starting right. to do my little thing because I had my son in 07, too. Mm-hmm. So that kind of messed me up, too, man. It's like I graduated in 04. You know, I'm trying to be fly and flashy. 05, I go to I go to I guess, I go to I guess you were a little too fly. You were a little too fly. Bruh. He, so I was a little yeah, too fly. <laughs> I never had too fly. And I, I kept, no, I, well, I'll tell you, in the midst of all this, though, I did keep a pair of all white Air Force Ones. Uh-huh. Those are always in a rotation. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, outside of that, I had my son, man, in 06, you know, 07. He was born in 07. Mm-hmm. And I was pledging to fret. So I was broke at that time anyway. So I wasn't really copping until 2008. Yeah. 2008, I went crazy 2008 i went bananas because that's when i started dating a real sneakerhead like i thought i was a little sneakerhead mm-hmm. at that point i was like hey i got a little clout i know a little thing or two about shoes no i started dating somebody in 08 mm-hmm. dog changed my life changed my life man so like during that time she had a whole rack like i went to her house and she had like a rack of sneakers and she was a size three mm-hmm. she was preschool so all her stuff was Jeez. cheaper so she 40 yo this is like <laughs> 2009 2010 g-shock era she had a gang of g-shocks she got me into g-shocks and she got me heavy 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 into sneakers man mm-hmm. so that's yeah it took off after that but yeah <laughs> it was rough times for a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> the i mean i don't know how you how were you able to even handle like pledging to a frat having a son and like going to school man. that's like how how were you able man. to do that i tell people it was temporary insanity but i'm not gonna lie to you so it was a lot man it was really hard like going and i was working too at the time right so like to take care of my son so yeah i'm uh i'm doing all of this and uh i don't know man it just i had a lot more energy back then than i got now i'll tell you that because i you know i would like my day would look like like I will go to class first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, drop my son off because my son, you know, if he was with me or he was with his mom, but like drop him off, daycare, whatever, go to class, go to work. And then that night I was pledging. Mm-hmm. So like my day, you know, I was up, you know, at the crack and then I wasn't going back to sleep until one or two o'clock the next morning Jeez. after, you know, pledging all night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, and, I, and I pledged for, you know, six months. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like that was that was tough. So when I when I finished, when I crossed, whew, man. So uh but yeah, it was it was it was hard times, man. It was rough. What was what rough, kept you but... what kept you motivated to actually be, you know, in everything? You didn't want you didn't want to drop anything. Like you could have I mean, I would say you you know, one thing could have been dropped. Like you could have been like, all right, yeah, you know. I definitely could have I definitely could have dropped the frat. But honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, man, the thing about the frat for me, mm-hmm. like it was really important for me to finish something that I had started. Because like up to that point, like I was always kind of bad at like 
quitting on things, mm -hmm. you know, and I know, you know, you know, as a creator, as a podcaster, you know how it is when you get those moments of frustration when it's like, man, I just want to drop, you know, this thing and, you know, whatever. But for me, that was like one of the first times where I was like, no, like, I'm going to see this thing through. And fun fact, um, my pledging time. Mm -hmm. So when we first started, it was first semester of college, there were 10 of us online. Everybody dropped but me. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of that semester, they were like, well, we can't just cross one guy. We're going to keep it going into the next semester. Jeez. So seven more guys came on. No, uh -huh. six more guys came on. So ultimately, it was 17 guys on my line. It still ended with just one, wow. just me. So when I when I pled, when I crossed in 07, I crossed as a solo. It was just me. And uh, even though it got crazy, I was like, I'm sticking it through, man. I don't care. I was like, y'all didn't do whatever you want to me. I'm not stopping. And so it was just like kind of that, you know, kind of that thing like, I'm not letting them break me. It's like the idea of like, because, you know, when you're pledging, mm -hmm. They want you to quit. They're like, they're in your face every night. Like, nah, you you can't do this. You're not built for this. You're not that. You know that. So for me, I'm like, nah, like, nah, like I gotta prove it to me, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna prove it to y'all that I can stick this thing through. So, you know, and I had to keep food on the table. I had to keep my son fed. So I had to keep working, and I wasn't trying to be, you know, just whatever out here down here. It's really easy to fall into that life. So I was like, well, I gotta stay in school. So yeah, man, I just had to juggle it. I had to juggle it all. Jeez. That's wild. Crazy. What, what did you go to school for? So I went for, um, it's funny, man. So I went for business mm -hmm. management, but the it was a discipline in what they call acquisition management. Mm -hmm. So it was a new discipline that basically focused on government contract acquisition, mm -hmm. which is my day job now. So like my nine to five right now, I do uh, planning and scheduling for the government. Basically, like if they, when the government awards a contract to a company like Lockheed or Boeing, mm -hmm. so they have to basically come up with this really complicated, complex schedule that says basically how they're going to do something from start to finish, each step along the way. Mm -hmm. And then they have to connect all these things together mm -hmm. all the way down. It'd be like, 10,000 lines, 20,000 lines of stuff. My job is to create those crazy schedules, link them all together, analyze them, and deal with like the engineers and stuff. So Jesus. that's like what I do for my nine to five. It's, it's complicated. It's I a could lot. not do that. No, it's no, thank you. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, but that's how I, that's how I went to school for. So like government contracts, mm -hmm. contract law, stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah. straight up, if you if you if somebody asked me. What did Kari go to school for? I would have instantly said journalism. Like you just threw me off for it. <laughs> <laughs> you that would have been dope. I missed my calling. People say I got the gift of gab, man, because like I always loved poetry. Mm -hmm. That was always a first love of mine. I love writing. My old my old um, social media name was Lyrical Fetish before it was Sneaker Fetish because I was heavy into music. I was that guy, man. I used to rap, right? With this, this listen, this is my first we, kick, so I'm giving it all to you. We we all we so, we both used to rap. I'm I'm here with you. <laughs> there you go. So I used to rap. So it was uh -huh. like, you know, poetry led into rapping. And I used to do like mixtapes and the whole nine. I recorded them myself and all that. But uh yeah, man. So yeah, like I should have I should have should have went to journalism. I could have did something with that. But oh well. Anyway. I mean Oh, wow. You you're able to you're able to be I on news a, on the news without a journalism degree. You're fine. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, you pledged, you went to school, you know, where does yeah. sneaker culture like grab you where you're like, okay, I need to start. Like, 
when it where, where does it grab you where you're you're like man i think this is part of me you know like where at what point in your life like yeah. does, does it does it actually pull you in i'm telling you man so it honestly i think a lot of it had to do when i was dating that girl man mm-hmm. it was like around 2010 and seeing how how crazy so here's the crazy thing about it so I love sneakers. I love sneakers. I considered myself a sneaker head mm-hmm. back then, like I said, but I didn't realize how crazy it got. I was like, oh, y'all really do this for real. Yeah. So the girl I was with, her name was Alicia. She worked at T-Mobile mm-hmm. in the mall. So the T-Mobile stand in our mall, may that mall rest in peace. It's now no, no longer with us, mm-hmm. but um, it was right across from finish line. Mm-hmm. So what I learned through her, because when she was copping sneakers, I started copping a lot of shoes. Like what I realized, number one, that's when I learned like a lot about just the appreciation of it because I got cool with all the guys that worked in finish line because that's where we were just copping everything at that point. So I got cool with the managers, got cool with the employees. So like, that's when they introduced me to like Nike talk and the forums mm-hmm. and like why, like all the different models. Cause I'm thinking, Jordan retros, this, that, the third, you know, just the, the small stuff. But I'm not thinking about, you know, all these other, like these LEs and these lifestyle drops that yeah. are happening, these Burgundy Fives and your Chambrays that are dropping and all these other drops, these inline drops mm-hmm. that are happening that aren't the biggest thing out. But these are the things that are like, you know, the people really in the culture, they really love. And mm-hmm. so I started loving every colorway. I'm like, yo, I need to know everything about all of these at that point. And from there, man, it's just, I was hooked. I was hooked, man. So that's really where the love really started, man. I'll say like around the turn of 2009, Mm -hmm. 2010-ish, somewhere around there. Um, So I tell people, you know, in terms of sneakerhead royalty, even still, people would be like, I was a little late to the game. I wasn't one of those guys in 95 that was on 155th and, 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 and third, you know, over at, you know, mom and pop at Tom, Dick and Harry's, you know, I, nah, I wasn't that guy, man. But yeah, but around 09, around 09 is when the bug really hit me. And I was like, nah, like I'm really, I'm in this. No, nah, yeah. So. I, I feel you. I w- I'm not one of those either. Like I do love because of this podcast i got to meet a ton of those dudes that be out there and and that was out there during those times or like you know i I had dante ross on who's part of literally the birth of sneaker culture so that's fire it's it's wild to to have this these ranges but me i've told everybody if you've listening to this or this is your first time listening to this i started collecting with sbs and then from there it pulled me in because i was i was super online i was ra- like i said i was rapping but i was rapping online and then sneakers yeah. online i was very online i'm yeah. probably still yeah. too much online right now but <laughs> but but the the like it was like learning about you know your, your orchard streets dropped your you know the pigeons release yes. you know learning about like SBs in general and, and just like how, like all those other models that came out too, where, you know, it wasn't just because I always felt like even now, I think it's like, it's very cut and dry of like what's mainstream sneakers. Right. And back then mainstream sneakers, 2008, Mm -hmm. that's about the same time that I started collecting too. 2008, everybody was Jordans, Jordans, Jordans. But then when you start Jordan, yeah. Once you start jumping into Nike SB, then you're like, whoa, there's new balances. There's this and that. And because people yes. start bringing it into, into your purview and exactly that's when you start having like a real, you know, love for it. And it's just, yeah, I mean, 
I don't. That's why I'm so curious of like how you got into it because Alabama does. I don't know of any sneaker store in Alabama. No, <laughs> no, it was not existent. But yeah. but I'm gonna tell you that's why I'm so appreciative of those finish line guys because like I never yo my, one of my guys he was a manager there. That's still that's my ace to this day, man. My guy John, he was that guy. He was. The OG's OG. He loved everything. Mm-hmm. He loved New Balance. He loved every brand, man. So like through him, I'm learning what else is in the store and what else is on the wall. Yo, John, what are these? What are these? Oh man, these are such a soul. These are such a soul. So like, yeah, we love Jordans at that time. Mm-hmm. But then he's the one that really put me on game to there's so much, so much other stuff, you know, out there to explore. So he really opened up my eyes, man. Shout out to my guy, John, man. We. Yo, if you want to have somebody on, by the way, I'm plugging him. Mm-hmm. Kicks on my career. That's my guy. He's on That's Twitter. Your, that you, Yo. you tagged me on in a post. That's I was like yes. wondering. I was doing a little bit of research. I was just like, who is this? Yo, <laughs> if you want to have some OG talk like that man? Yeah. Listen, that man is an OG for real. But yeah, he he really opened my eyes, man. Because like you said, down here in the south, sneaker culture wasn't really more than Jordans and what was hot. But like he showed me, like nah, bro, like. These da 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 these sons of Mars these New Balance these A six over here low like check them out you know so every day I walk in there like John yo what you got for me and he's like yo peep these these are the, and this was back finish line days when finish line used to do Winter Circle you remember Winter Circle mm-hmm. so like we used to spend a hundred dollars yeah. you was getting twenty dollars back and back, we were bro. stacking. We were stacking them coupons. Uh-huh. So like we walk in, fanning out the coupons, <laughs> like, yo, I got 200. What are we doing? You, and then the you best know? the so, best thing to do, because this is how I, I forgot what sneaker I bought, but I would stack up those and then you wait for your birthday because they give you the extra $20 on top of that. And then you have two yes. something. You're like, yo, let's go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh-huh. So yeah, we were stacking them, man. So yeah, we and that was the thing. We just the more we you would spend, the more you would get. So we just we copping hand over fist now, so we can keep racking up the coupons. So, yeah, man. But yeah, that was that's really when it got me, man. It just it hit me ever since, for real. I mean, yeah. all right. So, we we going through your career now. So, <laughs> so so now so now where does you know where does you wanting to take sneakers and make it part of like your online persona? Like, you know what 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 was yeah. the influence into into you being like, all right, man, I'm gonna just talk about sneakers now. I'm gonna get in front of this camera. Like what motivated you to get to that point? Two two guys mainly. Mm-hmm. Two guys mainly. Um so when I was making music, um I was on YouTube. I still my music YouTube channel is still up. Mm-hmm. But I was watching a lot of YouTube and I love sneakers. I used to talk about sneakers in my raps. Mm-hmm. Um you know what I'm saying? But like there were two guys, man, that I was like, I, wa- I was watching a lot of guys back then, you know, and I didn't even know who they were. I was watching Nightwing. I was watching old Tony D. I was watching Friend Relations. I was watching Yo Auntie, you know, and all these guys, but sneak geeks. But uh, the first guy, it was uh, George Keel, mm-hmm. the third. George was doing Nice Kicks content back in the day. And I thought that the thing was so fire about it was number one, here was a black man, mm-hmm. right, that was well-spoken, that, you know, was not doing a lot of wild stuff. And there, there's something out there for everybody. But I know that for me, I always knew, like, okay, I'm not, like, the wild, crazy, off the wall. Like, I'm going to be, like, more precise and more surgical and more researched. I've always been a documentary junkie. Mm-hmm. I've always loved stories, right? I always want to know why. So George, seeing what he did in a real journalistic manner, mm-hmm. I was like... He's dope. And then, of course, after kind of the era of George Keel, 
in came Jacques Slade. Yeah. Right. So Jacques, you know, post uh, kicks on fire days mm -hmm. when he kind of started taking off with himself and I was really watching him and I would sit back and I would just be so impressed with the way that they presented these shoes, man, like the details and telling stories and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I think I could do this. And I sat with my channel for about two years mm -hmm. before I ever posted a video. Well, welcome to, it. to this podcast. So, it took me two years to put this together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. So I sat because I was so nervous, man. I was like, nobody knows me. Yeah. Like, I, I love I love doing my music, but the music was really slowing down at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have all these shoes and I want to tell their stories and I want to talk about them. But it's like, I'm not... Jacques, I'm not Tony D too wild. He's got twenty thousand subscribers on his channel. He's got fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. So like, I don't, you know. So I was really nervous to jump in, man. But that's really the guys that really made me want to start doing it. It was Jacques and it was George, man. Shout to the both of them. That's For real. That's dope. Um, I, it's funny yeah. because I found Jacques. I think later. Cause I did, I was, I was on, I mean, friend relations always had SBs. So when he would post, right. yeah, he was like the SB guy, uh, when he would post NSB, NSB.org, which was my main, um, uh, forums during the time. It was always like, yo, new friends, new friend relations, you got to watch it. So then we were all watching, we get like, yo man, it's just crazy. So yep. that, yep. like, I didn't really, it did like content creating. And I mean, we could talk about like, I had to, I have a little content creating group. Uh, group chat so like we can talk about this question that was uh talked about in there but the nice the um the way it was like i didn't see it as like oh i can talk about sneaker stories on youtube to me right it was always like for some reason i don't know i never thought about it as being creative or like or something like i can do mm. you know or because when it came to creative i mean i do graphic design you know i don't draw but i will i can edit a video i mean you were just talking about me editing this the the podcast this week so I, yeah. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very technical in terms of those, but like to get in front of a camera, it always took so much, right. Of like being like, okay, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I've been in commercials and like, I've, I've, I've been in music oh, videos man. and stuff like that. So like, I've been in front of a camera That's before. Crazy. So, oh man. Yeah. So, so like I, I in, in a non-speaking role, like I can do it easily, but getting in front of right. cameras, always, I always feel like I don't understand there's so many people that look like us, right? You know, like or or yeah. people of color that can be that voice that they want to see, and and you know, a lot of people yeah. are are like, ah, I can't do it, I can't do it. But then, right, you know, but like, why? Like Tyler, Tyler has a great Tyler Creator has a great quote, you know, of like, who's who? It, why should you be afraid of something that you put out fails? You put it out it's either going to be you know it's some true. people are going to hate it some people are going to like it like but sure. you know what's stopping you from putting it out just put it out like who gives a shit like true you know that's true so yeah, that's facts now nah, you're right yeah and so you know i i i love i love the yeah, what gets me upset is like you post your videos on tiktok i'll, I'll be i'm straight 100 with you right now right and what gets me yeah. upset is that you post your videos on tiktok and they are very well produced you go into detail about your sneakers, you know, and then yeah. if I look at somebody, say, if like a Steve Nato or I look at somebody like, you know, a Brian Ware and they're doing, you know, Man. a bullshit review. Don't even talk about the story. Um, 
and they talk about the same shit that you do, why do they get the Doing more views? Numbers. Yeah, they're getting the more views. Yeah. They're getting the following. They're getting the comments. But then when it comes to like, you know, I, you know, you've seen my, I, I know you've seen my videos. And so like, I see, For sure. yeah. And so like, I see your videos. I'm always like, okay, I gotta make sure I, I like your stuff, you know, try to, try to, you know, help bring Dang, this, yep. this circle to, 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 to push us forward. But it's so Absolutely. tough when stuff is just like content that you see is not like how it was when I would say like, you know, when Jock Slade and Tony, Tony D2 Wild were putting out stuff and people were being more receptive of it and we were able to put black faces and talk about stuff that we want to talk about. Now it was just straight up, That's facts. you know, nothing but yeah. yeah, white faces talking about it. But like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. Like, let's mm-hmm. keep it a bean. Like, you know, that's really what it is, man. I mean, it's it's it hasn't been easy, man. Like, we go, you know, we could really talk some real talk because, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't really talked much about it. But I mean, we can really get into it. I mean, it is tough as a black man in the industry right now because, you know, no matter how hard we work, the Red Queen's race is still a thing. You know, mm-hmm. like that's a thing. You know, having to run twice as fast to get half as much out here, man. And I'm gonna tell you, like. When it comes to amplification, especially when you're in this world and you start talking brand deals, sponsorships, mm-hmm. you know, getting the big stuff that really gets you out there, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of the brands, they want a very clean cut image. And unfortunately, you know, a white face, especially a white male face, is always going to be naturally more brand, brand friendly mm-hmm. than a black face just naturally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if somebody needs some talent for something, and unfortunately, I hate to say it like this, but they don't have to be as good either. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can research the shit out of a sneaker. And to your point, you know, I mean, I can give you, I can give you production, lighting, editing, you know, facts, the whole nine. And, you know, somebody can just pop out and because they look the way that they look, everybody could be like, wow, they killed that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you know, I, I salute those guys because whether they know it or not, they use what works for them to their advantage. Agree. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, the only person that could get a million subscribers on YouTube in 2023 without being a reseller or being a hype beast is a Seth Fowler. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't surprise me that he hit. And now he's he's at 1.1. He's got another 100,000 subscribers since he hit his million. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm I love that for him. Like, I love what he's done with Apothecary. I love what he's doing. But dog, like, ain't no black faces getting that kind of amplification. We can have the same shoe. We can we can put out an early re- early review at the same time. Mm-hmm. But you know, as it, again, when you're when you're building that following, you have a naturally bigger following. Like I said, you're more brand friendly. You're gonna get picked for more things, and it just you know it is what it is. It's just the nature of the beast, man. So, and I recognize that when I came into YouTube. I came, I tell people all the time, I started my channel about three years too late. Mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. Like my brand of content is not the brand of content that grows quickly mm-hmm. on YouTube. I think that the engagement is dope. I think that the people that like it, love it. But at the same time, I also recognize that that is not what the majority of the viewing audience that's watching sneaker videos today mm-hmm. are watching. Right. Like they these are kids, man. These are 15, 16 year olds that what do they want to do? They want to be resellers. Yeah. Right. They want to watch people spend a lot of money. They want to make sure their shoes not fake. Right. So like that's really who's watching this content these days. But Mm -hmm. like the guys like us that watch the Fran and love these shoes like that's you talking 
2012, 2013, 14, 15 era, maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. But then when you have people like 2Js, when JC came in, changed the game. Yeah. Changed the game. It's it's definitely a little, I mean, I don't think it's mind boggling, but I also think it's just like, a lot of people always tell me, and I'm pretty sure people tell you the same thing, is if you make dope stuff, people will show up, right? Yeah. I've heard it. And I get it, but it, like, my thing has always been like, all right, I have my message. I know what I want to put out. I'm not going to mm-hmm. jump into, all right, let me just start doing sneaker reviews. This going to get the clicks. Like, I, I don't, yeah. like, what, what, my thing was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast because not, there's not many sneaker podcasts, right? You know? It's a fact. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it's like, okay, I can get on, a, I can get a guest on and we just have a conversation and it, and it doesn't have to strictly, cause like, I'll tell you straight up when I first started this podcast, I was very like, so tell me this first, give me your first sneaker store. Give me blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, <laughs> I was hitting people with like 10, 15 questions and checklist. Like, yeah. Checklist yep. questions. And I realized that, that, <laughs> that, that was not the moves quickly after. And yeah. now, you know, this is more free form, you know, we can talk about anything and it's, I love it, it. It's, I think it definitely, it's a lot easier for me to sell it to people of being like, you can, you don't have to be into sneakers to listen to this, right? Everybody has a Next. story and everybody has one sneaker in their entire life that they're like, I have to go get that. It doesn't matter who you are. You can, yeah. you can literally be like, this is this new balance that I, I saw some kid wear and I went to go get him. Like, that's the story. And then we can talk yeah. about, I don't know, yeah. Smash Brothers for the next hour. Like, you know, that, that, <laughs> that, 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 you know, the, the versatility of creating content is that. And so I bring it back to like my, my, my group chat with my, my creative friends, like with my TikTok friends. And so they, yeah. you know, they're, the question was like, what stops us from making it to the next level? And I'm, oh, and, and, mm. and, and then out of everybody in there, there's only one white guy, but like at the same time, it's like he's already at 100,000 followers on TikTok. So he was able to get, he's, he's able, but he's not, he's like, I don't want to make this my career. Yeah. So I'm just doing this for fun. This is just, this is like, wow. I'm talking to my group chat. That's what, what he create, what, how he does, how all of them, besides me, uh, do their content. Mm-hmm. For me, I do it out of, and I said it, like I do it out of, I want this podcast to be successful. So I right. should make content to go whatever. And I'll push the content, like- well, Company it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, straight up, everybody listening to this, my podcast content does garbage compared to me talking shit on, on TikTok. So- Yo. <laughs> <laughs> so- Hey. That's all right, though, you know, because to me, I mean, but I think it's meaningful, you know, but you're also feeding the growth machine. I think, you know, you kind of answer your own question there. You got to feed the machine, man. But, uh, hey, I love the podcast. Like, I I guess that's been my whole thing. You know, I've I've also had times where I'm like, should I switch up what I'm doing? Should I feed into this a little more? Should I do this? Should I do that a little more? But I've always tried to find ways. And I'm going to tell you, as a creative This is where if I get stuck anywhere the most, if something keeps me up at night the most, it's finding ways to feed the growth machine while still remaining true to my brand Mm -hmm. and my, you know, who I am, my voice without, you know, not even knowing who I am anymore. And so I did a video one time and it was a beautiful marriage. Um, It was about taxes. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember I made this video and 
I made the video because I literally had nothing to talk about. I had no shoes because, you know, it's expensive having a YouTube where you review shoes. You got to buy shoes all the time. Yeah. And now you got to buy early shoes all the time. So, like, I didn't have nothing to talk about. And I was like, I was looking around, I was looking around, and I found this old tax bill from when I had gotten sued by the IRS back in the day for like 30 grand. And I was like, damn, this Wait, was a how does that situation. happen? <laughs> Dog. So I called myself trying to be a reseller at one point. Okay. I love shoes. I got a little connect. I ain't even going front. I'm going to tell you to you. I had a little connect down in Florida. She was plugged into Soulfly. Uh -huh. So I started doing deals through her. You know, with Soulfly, and I call myself being a little reseller or whatever. So I started do, doing like some little bulk deals here, or there. I had a little partner at the time too, and she was bought in, and we were, you know, selling shoes and pre-selling and stuff like that. And I was just trusting mad people. So I was not only dealing with Soulfly for certain drops, but they were they were getting expensive. So I was like, oh, I gotta find sneakers from other places. So I'm looking around at little forums mm -hmm. and looking at little stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, don't seem legit. Oh da 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 da. So man, listen. I never forget, man. The we hit a lick. It was the Columbia Elevens back in two thousand. What was that? 14, 13, 14. 13. I just made a video that. on mine. So yep. <laughs> yeah. No, when they when they when they brought those Columbias back, mm -hmm. boy, we thought we hit a lick. Man, I thought that somebody had grade school men's the whole nine. Man, we sold thousands of dollars worth of that shoe, man. Uh -huh. I mean, we was just and my price was good and everything. One by one, I started getting messages. Hey man, I think something's wrong with my shoe. Hey man, I, what's up with my shoe? Hey man, this don't this don't look right. Hey man, da 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 da. Every one of them Columbias was fakes. Oh my god. Every one of them were fake. So I had sold thousands of dollars worth of fakes. Uh -huh. Never even realized it. So we had to refund everybody. So just just so anybody listening to this knows, I made good on all of that. I refunded everybody their money. Every we went into major debt. Yeah. Um. And but we refunded everybody their money for those shoes, man. But like, whew, I got out of it at that point. But um, but yeah, like, yeah, I caught myself being a little reseller at that time, man. And I, uh, you know, so you know, the bug kind of hit me at that point. But um, yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I just yeah, you talk about the tax, know, you the know, tax video was, you made. I, the, so so they, <laughs> they 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 yeah. So we I got the PayPal sent me a ten ninety nine k. Mm -hmm. At that point, because mind you, even though we refunded everybody, mm -hmm. PayPal doesn't care that you refund everybody. All they care about is the money that hits your account. Yeah. $60,000 had come through my PayPal account by then. Mm -hmm. So I had paid no tax. Now, mind you, I had a good paying job at the point too. So my tax bracket was already like 28%. Mm -hmm. So like then I get this letter like, hey, bro. You got 60,000 extra dollars in income that you didn't report. Mm. What's good? You owe us 20 grand plus penalties, plus fees, plus we've readjusted you because now you're in a new tax bracket mm -hmm. with the money that you've made. So we gonna need that, 30 grand. So that's how it happened, man. So I was thinking about it and they, they sued me over that. Like I literally got you know legal papers from the from the irs you mm -hmm. know over that like they were like there were what to do about tax jail and stuff like that like bro i was on my way but i was like no, i can't do this so i had to work out like payment plans and i had a thank goodness for my accountant because bro at the time i didn't realize like 
you know, you can deduct. Yeah. There's a there's deductions. Mm-hmm. I hadn't deducted anything. So my account was like, okay, first of all, let's backtrack. What did you spend for everything? Let's find more deductions, trips you went on. So we deducted it. So we willed it all the way down to like five grand. And then I just worked out like a payment plan for the last five grand yeah. with the government. Thank goodness for accountants. <laughs> but anyway, so I did a video just like as a cautionary tale because I'm like, I'm not a reseller, but I know some of y'all are. Yeah. So maybe this video will connect with some resellers. Here's what happened to me when I got sued for 30 grand. The video took <laughs> off. My first video that did over 100,000 views oh, on my wow. channel. It took off. And so I was like, wow. So that's when I realized like, oh, we got something here. Like if I can find a way to connect with that group, and pull them into something, you know, that interests them, maybe there's something here. So anyway, going back to your original point about feeding mm-hmm. the growth machine. Now, Steve Neto and all those guys, I don't, Elliot Page and them, I don't know how they do what they do, bro, because it seems like they just do regular videos and they just pop out with like 1.2 million views. I, yeah. I don't know how, but like hats off to them. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but what I do know when it comes to like short form and stuff like that is, you know, you got to figure out a way to just feed that machine, man. Yeah. I mean, without feeling like, you know, a shell of yourself <laughs> in the meantime, you know, it's hard, man. It's, it's hard creating, it's hard creating meaningful content. You mm-hmm. know, I'm the crazy one that says, ultimately my goal is to create evergreen sneaker centric content. Mm-hmm. And like, that's so hard to do. You know, because sneakers are fleeting, you know, like oh, yeah. by the time you, you get a shoe in the mail, we're already on to the next thing. We're looking at shoes that are coming out in fall of 2024 I right mean, now. Like, we go back and forth about this on Twitter all the time. Well, X or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But the but yeah. I mean, I, I keep telling it. And I mean, I mean, I made a video recently. Uh, shout out to Squin. I mean, he's the homie regardless. But shout to Squin. Shout to Squin. Yeah. Um, but. You know, he posted shoes I don't wear and it, it, it hurt me personally, like, you know, mm-hmm. especially with what's going on in the current times. And I and I always try to give back as much as possible, whether that's, you know, volunteering my time or talking to people or donating to donating sneakers, which I did this year um, to growing grails. Yeah. But like the love it, the um, it's it, it's wild to see. I think we've over over fetishized <laughs> pun intended but, uh, <laughs> <No> pun intended. <laughs> but but we over fetishize big collections and i think that yeah. um now it's come to that point where you know nike has fe- nike other brands have fed into that of like oh we need to put out a new sneaker mm-hmm. every week some people every day like some some brands every day yes. and people are buying into it of like okay now i need a new pair and we're not we're not uh able to enjoy the pairs that we're able like bro come on and yes. you know this you know this for a fact because you just told your story of how you know it took you you know so many years until you you started getting a bigger collection and you started buying more pairs but you know mm-hmm. we got to the point where i think we've gotten too adaptive to being like okay we need to start hoarding all these sneakers hoarding 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 right you know oh if i miss out on this oh man i'm gonna be behind like it's it all plays into yeah. each other and it's not conducive to yeah. our wallets, to our lifestyles. Like I live in New York, Man. you know, rent's always going to go up. 
you know, sneakers prices are also going to yep. go up. I'm not going to have enough space. Next. You know, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not fun after that. So I really, after I had yeah. Russ on, uh, well, in the beginning when I had the air vegan on, I had the air vegan on and, you know, he really instilled into me of, yeah. of being like, you should appreciate the sneakers that you have because a lot of the stuff is built, you know, with cheap stuff and, you know, there's not really like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's not really like emphasis on like vegan stuff and, and stuff that's biodegradable mm-hmm. and helps the, helps the earth. And a lot of this stuff is just built just to, the, to just be built. It's not, there's no real function to it, which is what I got out of Russ's episode. And I take that into yeah. what I'm going to take into next year with my buying. And it's a lot being, being a lot more conscious of the money we spent. And I think that even involves like mm. we, like when people create content, it's also just like, why are we selling the idea of buying more sneakers? Mm. You know, like, why are we selling mm. the idea of, you know, I should cherish the one that I got right now or the one that's even on the, in the, in the, the UPS right now. Like, you know? Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. And I, you know, and I'm gonna tell you like that idea is at the center of the content that I make. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what I'm trying to do is to get us to take a minute to stop and to appreciate these shoes. Like, that's really what I'm trying to do, man. Like, because I'm right there with you. Like, we're buying so much stuff. We don't even know what we're buying. We get it in and then, you know, we, oh, that's, these are dope. And then we toss them. And it's yeah. like, man, like, you know, what, what, what if we could take a second and just appreciate these shoes? And that's really, I tell people, you know, my brand of what I try to do is to give people uh, the aspirin in the applesauce, right? So like, you know, the stories still matter and these mm-hmm. brands are pumping out stories and it's like unless it's like a super hyped up story like a joe fresh goods or you know james whitner or some mm-hmm. amamanier thing where the hype is met with the story the stories tend to f- fly under the radar mm-hmm. you know there's a shoe right now and i'm about to put it out man it comes out this weekend unheard of boutique and oh, cincinnati the, the grandma's. and the grandma's couch mm-hmm. you know and shout to phil 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 reached out to me and I, I love this, man. These opportunities, like I, I never take them for granted. Mm-hmm. People are starting to reach out to me that are like, yo, like, would you mind telling this story? You know, like, would you mind telling it the way it needs to be told? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, that's a, a niche that I really didn't even find myself walking down, be, but just naturally, because even if I don't have the most subscribers, even if I don't have the most followers, like I've, I've come to grips with the fact that I may never see a 100,000 subscriber plaque on YouTube, you know? But at the same time- Well, you have to buy them you know, after you get it, so it don't matter. <laughs> you know what? I just real. I just saw that the other day and I was like, yo, what? But anyway, yes, that's crazy to me. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, so, but when I realized it's like, the people that really want the stories told, mm-hmm. you know, trust me to tell their stories. And that means the world to me. So he yeah. sent me, I have them here with me now. He sent me both, both colors, um, of the shoe. And he's like, yo, like do your thing. You know, Joe, he's a homie, man. Like Joe, um, on the lowest of keys, um, Joe and I, you know, we talk mm-hmm. offline. We'll text every so often, every now and again, I'm not going to act like, oh yeah, me and Joe text every day. Nah, but like every so often he'll pop up with a voice memo. I'll send one back. And, mm-hmm. you know, he sent me his new balance about the Michael Jordan story, yeah. you know, and he wrote a note on it. Like, yo, you the voice of this shit, like tell the story, you know? And so to your point, like, that's what I'm really trying to do, man. I want to tell these stories and 
even if it's not the most popular or the hottest thing in the world, to me, what you talk about quotes that you love, Tyler Creator. One of my favorite quotes from Jay-Z is he was doing the New York Times interview and they were asking him how he feels about new artists that are super hot. And he's like, there may be people that sell more records than me. There may be people that are flashes in the pan that may be white hot, but the white hot space is like this. And he said, I play forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And when he said that, I was like, that's that's light bulb. That's that's you it. know what I mean? Yeah. Like he said, I, I play forever. So like now, nah, like people are going to come, people are going to go. And that's how I see a lot of YouTube today. These reseller guys, these guys that are big on the hype and all the theatrics mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that's cool, but that's going to pass by. But I want people to look at this story in the way that I presented this story for years to come, mm-hmm. you know, for that to matter. So I truly in this space, I'm trying to find a way to play forever. So that, that that's where I'm at right now. I'm with you there, man. And uh, so... I yeah. ask another question at the end of the podcast. We're, we're we're towards the end of the podcast. And, you know, you're talking about stories. This whole podcast is about stories. So I want you to think about your story that you told in the beginning of this podcast where you're about to get the uh, the, the Tommy Hilfiger flies. Um, now, you're you as a kid about to open that box, right? right? And you mm-hmm. take a time machine. You go back. You're behind yourself your younger self as you right now, what would you tell your younger self as they open that box? Man. Whew. I would tell him, I would tell him to make sure that you enjoy this moment and not just the moment when it comes to these shoes, but make sure that you enjoy this time in your life because it's going to get rocky. Mm-hmm. It's going to get real rocky. And at that time in my life, um, I tell people all the time, man, like I'm a nostalgia junkie. Right. And so, you know, I tell people that was those years. I tell people between like 93 and like 2000 were like the best years of my life Mm -hmm. because they were so carefree. And, you know, I don't really think that I appreciated um I mean I was a kid so I mean how much can you really appreciate it at that point yeah but just you know I'm telling myself if I'm my older self behind my shoulder like man like soak this in man have as much fun in this moment as you possibly can stop thinking don't think about tomorrow think about today because I always had a bad problem with thinking about what's next what's next what's mm-hmm. next and a lot of times you miss right now thinking about tomorrow. And so I would definitely tell myself like, those are fly. You're going to love this moment. You're going to look amazing. You got to kill them Mm -hmm. at school. Just make sure that you, uh, that you freeze these moments, man. And you really appreciate them. Appreciate this time in your life because it's it's a blessing and it's going to be the best, one of the best times that you'll ever have, (laughs) you know? So, uh, yeah. Man, that was beautifully that's, said, man, man. You got me with that one. <laughs> you got me with that one. Man. It's all good. Back now, man. It's all good. That's uh, crazy. Liz, you didn't plug yourself in the yeah. beginning, so plug plug yourself. Like, where do, where do people find you? So make sure to follow sure. you. Um, so if you want to keep up with me currently, it's uh, at Sneaker Fetish 
that is sneaker with a P-H, mm-hmm. uh, E-T-I-S-H. Um, so uh, everywhere, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Twitter is my main platform. Um, I'm on there way more than I should be. But um, yeah, Twitter is my main platform. But yeah, everywhere. <laughs> I'm on Twitter way too much. But yeah, that's where I'm at, man. And if you ever want to laugh, you can go on YouTube and look up Lyrical Fetish. Uh, and you can laugh to to my old music. I'm definitely so, gonna look. That I never up. gave nobody. Look, I never. Just so you know, like, cause it's you, bro. Like, I never gave nobody that YouTube before uh-huh. where my old music is. But I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. Let's let's get so. let's get let's get the all my listeners. If you no matter what time a point or point in time that you listen to this, right? It yeah. can be seven <laughs> years from now. Uh, let's get let's get lyrical fetish to 100k. Yo, so it has to be the that's that crazy. He gets, if he get if he if I if if my podcast blows up and I get 100k and there's a hundred thousand people listening yeah. to this episode, they gotta get lyrical fetish to 100k. I want I want Kari Yo, to get the plaque to specifically that YouTube. He can't get it to his current one, but crazy. he can get it to that one. Not to my current one. That's crazy. Oh. If that ever happened, that'd be insane. That'd be like going platinum. Yo, Kari, thank you so much for jumping on, man. It's a hell of a time. And for everybody out there, you know what we say each week. Wear your kicks. Peace.